Quick show notes for this episode. We are presented by Fuel Lab, and we'd love for you to stop by the website and check out their brushes, pumps, and quick change fuel cell surge tank. Also, remember you get a special discount code by typing in Tyrone, that is T Y R O N, at checkout. And the other thing you can do to help out the show is give it a share, leave a review. Unfortunately, we have to impress the algorithms these days, so I don't really care what you say, even if it's hmm, like Devin is the best person on Pro All. Actually, that's what you should say. So do that, and uh, now on to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hypercritical brought to you by Professional Awesome. Today is Hayden is not here, so this is me, Mike Lewin, doing the intro. Yes, this is amazing. And I'm brought to you, wait, who's with me? Who's with me? Giles. Tyrone. It's late. I forgot my name. I'm sorry. Who the hell is Tyrone? This is Dan O'Donnell. Still remember my name, surprisingly. <laughs> not not important. Not past your bedtime, too. Hmm. So we don't have a guest today. It's just us three. Um, but I did have two topics that I wanted to talk about. Well, we could talk about three topics, really. But we'll, we'll start with one of my topics. Then we'll go for some news. And then we'll go for a third topic or the second topic or whatever the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, first topic I want to talk about is subscriptions. So you're upset about your Pornhub account? Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. Or is it only fans? No, lifetime subscriptions are very important here. So (laughs) the big deal here is like, this comes up, this is like a pseudo software conversation, pseudo car conversation, right? So like, Now, obviously, news, this is not exactly recent news, but more and more companies are attempting to push the subscription model. Originally, it started with cars. So like you'd sign up for a subscription. It's not even a lease deal. Like with Volvo, right? I think Volvo was one company that did it. They would make a car available to you. If you paid a certain amount per month, you could use this car anytime. It's kind of like a rental zip car kind of thing, but only it's a Volvo. So you have like a nicer car at least, but you could subscribe to this. You obviously don't own a car. You don't have any like rights to it otherwise, but they give you access to the car for a certain amount per month. The thing that blew my mind though, about that particular first step is the costs involved. I think Cadillac did it too. The cost involved of having even just access to a car, the logistics of having access to a car is very interesting to me because it's like, how long does it take them to get it to you? You know, how early do you have to sign up for it? And then the last thing was like relative costs. And they put out some cost estimates of like a thousand dollars a month. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, that's probably cheaper than a payment or like a, a lease deal on a newer Cadillac or a more expensive Cadillac. But holy shit, you don't own anything, right? Like, like even with a lease deal, you get the right of refusal at the end of the lease if you want to keep it, you know, buy it out or. You could, you know, potentially sell it to somebody else as like the rest of the deal, right? So you could you could sell off your lease at the end of it, make some money on it. If the market's gotten better than they expected it to be, blah, 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 blah. So like that shit blew my mind. Fine. Seems like a really weird situation that I don't think potentially most people are in or makes sense for most people, but let's just go with that. Then now, obviously, we have deals where automotive manufacturers like BMW are trying to lease particular features inside of a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say, fucking stop it. Just (laughs) fucking stop it. I don't know where, like, this is one huge problem to me with MBAs. 
and I'm going to blame NBA. So if you have an NBA, I'm going to blame you because it is always fucking MBAs who have terrible fucking ideas like this. What is the value in this? I mean, I understand the value to BMW, but what is the fucking value otherwise? Why would you ever think this is a good idea? And so I want to hear your thoughts, Dan and Giles. Me? I mean, both of you. I want to know what you think about a subscription service for heated seats because uh, I want them to fucking stop it. <laughs> well, I guess to put it shortly for me, um, excuse my language, but you got me fucked up. There's no way in, no way in hell I'm buying a car to then buy the features in the car and said car. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Could you, yeah. Could you imagine? Um, I just thought of something, right? So like you sell the car, you're selling it and they say, I paid for the subscription for the seats and you have them for another month, but then you yes. pay the subscription fee. That's dumb. What the fuck? Like, I don't actually don't have many words for it. Just like, it's just kind of stupid. Like it's, it just reminds me of the, the microtransaction shit that you had with games. Right. Now, right. Well, that, that, I mean, that's where I was going to go next here, which is really annoying. It's like nobody rather put out a finished product. They'd rather just patch right. it later and microtransaction you to death. Right. I mean, that's a big thing in video games, right? Like, I think mm -hmm. a lot of the people that listen to this program also play video games. But that's a big thing in video games. Back in the day, video games used to be relatively polished. If they were junk, they were junk, and then you couldn't do anything about it. But now, they put out garbage, and then they just keep iterating or keep... I mean, they don't necessarily fix it, but quote-unquote attempt to fix it until it's a playable game. It could have so many... like. Obviously, like EA is really known for this, right? EA is known for microtransactions. EA is known for putting out that kind of bullshit and then just attempting poorly, actually not attempting. I don't think they actually attempted, but they give you updates to try to fix it, like like Battlefront and such. Like it's such a bad game. And then they spend two years putting out haphazard updates. And it's like, this should not be allowed. Like, it's like, why is this is like late stage capitalism at its worst. It's like insane to me. Mm -hmm. And then people complain, oh, you're never going to own anything. You're never going to own anything. It's like, well, this is the exactly the problem. People allow this kind of thing we to got be here. normal. Right. Like, it's like, oh, Dan, you're not saying anything. Dan? Well, I'm just I'm waiting for you guys to shut the fuck up. All right, I'm sorry. Um, Going on mute. But no, I support what BMW is doing 100%. It makes perfect sense. I'm lying. You're fired. <laughs> no, I, I think this is going to backfire. It has to backfire, right? Um, the cars that BMW is releasing right now, aside from the leasing heated seats and stuff like that, are kind of hideous. And I wonder if... Wait, wait, wait. Back up. What, wait, wait, what are you saying? What's hideous? Which cars? The cars. The, All oh, of them. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you're the saying BMW's grill. general design right now is hideous. Is that what you're saying? Dog shit. You're saying it's dog yes. shit. That's what he's okay. saying. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> Exhibit is the head of design over there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yo, dog, I heard you wanted heated seats in your car. <laughs> no, I heard By you wanted grills. So we put grills on grills on grills, and then just somebody grill. blended it all together, and then we got it. It's good for cooling. It's going to have to backfire. It's going to have to backfire. And they're going to have to lose market share. Something's going to have to happen for people. I mean, dollars speak. Yeah, it is. And if I, I mean, I hope people aren't paying for this. You already are, though, for games and shit. Like, right? 
for games to an extent for like softwares too. It bothers me so much. And I am, I've been actively looking for softwares that don't have annual subscriptions that actually allow you to buy full on licenses for the softwares and you can use them until you're done with the software. Uh, that's going to be a second I, track here. I'm going to start yelling about. Yeah, I get that one, but I think if you're going to do the software one, I, I see that perspective a little bit better because fair enough, you know, new features come out. You want you want bugs to be patched. Well, if if the bugs aren't there, if if it worked pretty well and you pay a one time price, that's what you get. I don't think you should really expect updates unless they're yeah, that's fine. I don't bug fixes or security patches. So so we're you know? old enough, right? We're old enough to have played games and used softwares when you bought them on a disc and you own them, right? There was a code that was the DRM. That's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Old enough to have done that. Yes, yes. And I am 100 million percent fucking fine with it. I would take mm-hmm. the problem is that, like you said, they release garbage and then iterate on that garbage and act like it's a feature. Right. So like the software side where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing you a favor because it's you're paying just a yearly fee and then you get all these new features and we're fixing bugs and we're doing all these things. It's like. Well, you did a pretty bad job with it in the first place. Hence the reason why you need to fix some shit. And I don't want the new features because they're not very good. You haven't put any actual time into it. Maybe if I updated every two or three years, it would make sense. But I don't need to update every year to get the newest thing and pay a fucking subscription fee that's three times as much as it would have cost to buy the software in the first place. I mean, that's pretty fair. I'd rather have Lightroom than keep paying for it every month. Right. Like when Adobe started doing it, and then everyone started following Adobe around. That shit drove me insane. I get it for Adobe, right? Just because everybody, most people were pirating their stuff anyway. So now but we talked about this. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't most people. That's fair. It wasn't. And the thing is, if, if you were pirating and then you really liked it and then you got a real job. By it anyway. Companies aren't pirating shit because yeah. of liability. So. This is the whole fucking QuickBooks bullshit. This is like, right, we talked, did we talk about this on the podcast? QuickBooks, right? Uh, I think a little bit. Quicken, QuickBooks, whatever. Anyway, Quicken. Quicken was one of the most pirated softwares on the planet, but it was also the most used software on the planet. And guess what it meant? It that people used it, pirated it, liked it, and actually fucking paid for it. And they made a whole bunch of money that way. Then when they tried to freaking lock it down, go look it up. When they tried to lock it down, that's when they started losing money. It's so funny to me. Where this, this, is, this is like Netflix, right? So Netflix is like, we're going to stop people from sharing passwords. Well, Netflix, whoever, I'm, hold on, hold on. Ready, ready. Quit the so clicking in the background. Listen here. All right, ready? So wait, what? Does Netflix have two CEOs? They have co-CEOs? Holy fucking shit. So Netflix, Greg Peters and Ted... Serendos? Serendos? Sounds like a drug. Ted Serendos? So Greg Peters and Ted Serendos, stop it. You're fucking up. Whoever fucking told you to do it, fucking stop it. It's not going to work. You're going to try to stop password sharing, and it's not going to work. All you're going to do is lose subscribers, because I'm going to fucking cancel that shit. Like, it's insane to me that they think it's going to be better, and it's not going to be better. And I hope that it hits them as hard as possible. Somebody fucking tag them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there is so many instances of this going wrong it rarely goes right but they keep fucking trying because i think like they're waiting for the generation that's just gonna like accept it 
And maybe we're at that generation. But I like know. I said, video games, people have accepted it, oh which is you open the arms. Part. Yeah. That's why I don't yeah. buy anything in a video game almost ever. Like, I, right? The only thing, like, so we play Call of Duty, right? So we're playing Call of Duty. And the only thing that I ever bought was the first Modern Warfare 2. And then I stopped buying any of the other things. So I'm only playing it for free. I do zero microtransactions because you can fuck off. Swear. And I'm not, I, I realize I'm not the normal person because other people want to have their fancy as shit. And Hayden would be on the phone or on the call right now, right? With us doing this podcast going, but I want my skin. Well, yeah, like I mean, Hayden. Hayden, and Hayden has a microtransaction every year because Minecraft isn't free. What, what, is it wow. Minecraft? World wow. of Warcraft. Same difference to me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. And uh, World of Warcraft. Wait, wow. And my, Minecraft are exactly the same thing. Just. Just don't worry about that. Probably just pissed a bunch of people off. Yeah, it's all right. Anyway. Nerds. Does, <laughs> it just doesn't make any, like, I just don't get it. So if there's somebody out there who has a different perspective, please let me know because I don't fucking get it. I'd like to be, I'd like to be swayed where this makes sense, like lobotomized, if that's, if that's what I have to do. But it just doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm like looking at this article, right? 2022, July 12th. Talking about $18 a month for front seat, heated front seats, with the option to subscribe for $180 a year, or pay for three years for $300, or unlimited access, unlimited access for $415. You know what I would do? I'm wondering, because the thing is, I'm always trying to figure out how to screw the system if it's going to be a stupid system, right? So like, in terms of pirating, could you turn on all these features and then disconnect the connection function? Like the connectivity function, or what would happen if you did that? Somebody you, tell me. You know, if that goes through, that's what somebody's going to do. I mean, yeah, there's going to be somebody offering that for sale for sure, yeah. right? Guaranteed. So, so I'm wondering if you, someone, if somebody knows this, that'd be freaking sweet. But if you have a BMW and you paid for a subscription service, and then you remove the connectivity to it once it's been enabled, right? I, I realize that you wouldn't get all the. Other features that BMW offers, which I have no idea what they are, but I assume there's a talking person in there somewhere. Anyway, so I want to know if somebody's got a BMW paying $18 a month for this friggin' heated seats. If you remove the connectivity and you couldn't talk to Robert, I don't know his name, but there's got to be some guy in there that's got, I don't know, what's a good German name? Hans. No, that's Austrian. What's a good yeah, German well, name? Well, only a German name came out mind would would probably be frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Google says Lucas. So we're going to go with Lucas or Leon. That doesn't seem like good, popular German names. Tobias. Lucas does. Okay, Lucas. So we're going to go with Lucas. Good. Lucas on the other side of the call might not be able to hear you anymore when you crash into a ditch and he doesn't ask you if you're okay. But luckily, your Apple Watch will call the police when you're, you know, doing anything vigorous because that's what it does. And so there you go. Found the loophole. I'm wondering if that would work because that's exactly what I would try to do. I would try to disconnect the functionality after I signed up for the features to see what would happen. Cause there's tons of them. Like I'm looking, like, look at like looking at the screenshot, right? They've got BMW safety camera information, driving assist plus front heated seats, high beam assist, iconic sounds of sport. Oh uh, wait, wait, high beam assist is a, Something you got to pay for, right? Which I think is bullshit again, because the these, these, these are safety. Like half of these things are safety features, right? So driving, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want them shits to latch? Yeah. $10 per click. <laughs> right. So, like, there's, like, this camera one says, camera information alerts you of fixed traffic enforcement cameras. Okay. Well, that's kind of awesome. Circumventing the system. Fine. That's That would be really helpful if you were, like, in Germany or Holland or the Netherlands or whatever. Because cameras everywhere. Ask me how I know. Anyway. The other one, driving assist, says supports your journey by automatically maintaining your desired speed. So it's like, you know, uh, what's it called? Cruise control. Active cruise, right? Active cruise. It's 35. In this case, the article is in um, euro. So 35 euro a month to do that. Fine. Then high beam assist automatically changes from your low beams to high beams when oncoming traffic is detected. That's 10 euro a month. It's like. When most cars do now. It's kind of fucked up. So every your basic features are just like yeah no you pay for them now right like it, like if you add it up there's twenty five thirty five fifteen ten ninety nine which is the iconic sound sport the driving experience that stirs all the senses okay comes with a vibrator um, map update package <laughs> if you want new maps ninety seven dollar ninety seven euro who knows if that's a yearly thing or not or if that's a monthly thing um. A range of music you can't refuse if you like your online voucher for one seventy nine euro. Like, what does that even mean? Pardon me. Like, a lot. It's of called on. It's called online entertainment voucher. Unlimited access to online entertainment. Like, oh yeah. my god! Please fucking stop. Just using long sentences to say that you're fucking me. That's what I hear. Yeah, oh god. I just don't get it. So, anybody out there knows more about it or can give us a reason why this makes any sense? Great. If you don't know about, or if you if you agree with us, please let us know as well. And if you've got this BMW, let's see if we can disconnect connectivity after you pay for a feature, and let's see what happens. I wonder if, like, I'm honestly wondering if the car breaks. I think like so they won't too. let you drive it, like, it. It might immobilize it. Right. Like I, I could I could honestly see them immobilizing a car because of that. Mm-hmm. Which well, also I it's just with it. bullshit. Can't do right. It. Exactly. Which is also bullshit. You fucking own the car. This is another thing, right? Like right to repair, right? That's a separate topic that I, I will fucking talk about forever. But you, you should, you, it, it's your car. You bought it. If I want to break it, I can break it. If I want to throw it over a cliff, I can do that as long as it's, you know, not illegal in any way. But I should be able to do whatever I want to the thing that I own, right? So if I want to disconnect connectivity after I fucking buy a feature, then so be it. That's my job. That's what I'm going to do. It's a bad idea to do what they're doing, so I'm going to do the thing that I'm going to do, right? Like, it just drives me insane. Then, you know, on the other side of it, this article is from January 9th this year, and it says they're launching horsepower subscriptions. So, like, Mercedes launched horsepower subscriptions, and now BMW is launching horsepower subscriptions. So you get more power if you pay for it. Similar like Tesla, right? Right. Tesla does that as well, right? They unlock features based on how much you pay, which again, I, I no, stop it. Just, just fucking stop it. Like I pay for all the horsepower. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's, if, if you can unlock certain features and it's a subscription, it's just like, I absolutely do not agree with that, that stance. Like, I understand that they're going to like, they want to make it so that like there's, there's higher tiered value. But but it's not the case because it's just a subscription unlock. Mm-hmm. That either means the low end cars can be cheaper or the high end cars need to be more expensive. Like pick your fucking poison, right? I don't get it. The, so I'm looking at macro trends 
uh, BMW gross profit from 2010 to 2022. Oh, God. And it's we pretty consistent. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> they, so, they, but they have one of them. They have, they have, they have, they have the, one of the highest gross margins out of any automotive company. Well, I'm just confused though. Well, well, first they had like really strong numbers in the early 2010s and then it kind of stagnated. They had a little bump in the mid 2010s and then it's pretty much stagnated. Long story short, they're still, you know, 25 billion in profit revenue pretty consistently revenue no this is profit gross profit oh shit okay holy yeah my question is like how much money do you need to fucking make uh, all of it what are you talking about okay. maybe this right. is getting into a whole nother thing yeah that is getting into- <laughs> have you have you stepped outside lately it's all of it there's, there's no there's no limit any like yeah oh i'm, I'm looking at it too here dan why risk what you're making by pissing off people like that universally upset people? Like when you're making the study 25 billion a year, like, I don't know. Fuck them. <laughs> I'd keep 25 billion a year. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's an MBA somewhere. Some, it was somebody's like, study group. And it was like, Nope, right. I think it's a good idea. And everybody in the room was like, yeah, I agree with Dave. Fucking Dave. It'll get us fucking yeah, there's, $10 there's, billion dollars more money. But fucking Dave's right. Yeah, I was a, uh, and yeah, somebody calculated it that they could get like 5% of people to buy in. Probably not. They probably said something like 40% of people to buy in, even though that's absolutely not true, right? Mm-hmm. But, and then they're like, yeah, this is a good idea because that's what MBAs do. Yeah, BMW says 2021 profits surged as it favored higher margin vehicles during trips, during chip shortage. So they made more money, obviously, because of the chip shortage, because they started basically only making available their higher end models comparative to their, you know, commuter cars. Mm. I love it. I love all of it. This is amazing. <laughs> Living a dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think there's not much we can say on that anymore. Everybody's mad about it. Now that I'm all fucking riled up. What's your next yeah. thing? So the other news, right? I want to do the news in the middle of it, right? So I'm sure everybody's already heard and, you know, recently, uh, Gridlife announced that they're going to do a day at Road America or a weekend at Road America as a feeder series, not a feeder. That's not the word I'm looking for. A support series. There it is. With NASCAR, which is super fucking cool, especially because NASCARs are cool now. Oh, yeah, aren't they, though? Oh, my God. They're amazing. Now, they're amazing. I just saw a picture today. It's like, oh, man, that's that's some. Oh, the one, that one that's going to Lamar. That one. Yeah. Like, holy yeah, it looks shit, great. That's sick. It's sick. Yeah. And so, and plus they're like, you know, real cars now. Right. Mm -hmm. So like IRS fuel injected fucking they're, they're many, they're they're basically mini prototypes, which is cool because it's better than if you're going to fake it, might as well just go all out when you fake it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of my opinion. And so grid life figured out a way. I don't even know how this happened, whatever, but GLTC and some time attackers are going to be able to go to that weekend end of July to be part of the support series for NASCAR, including some coverage, which is just so freaking cool to think about from where it all started. Right. And so they could have realistically chosen anybody, right. Mm -hmm. Could have been an SCCA, could have been a NASA, could have been other people. There's a lot of other series as well, but somehow grid life got in. I don't know how, right. We could ask Chris, guys, but somehow grid life got in on it and I just think that's that's ultra cool. So it's going to be sweet to see not only what the NASCARs do, but then do comparisons between the NASCARs. You know, you're going to see, obviously, the GLTC field in between. It's going to open up that whole kind of market 
of the people who watch NASCAR, which is a completely different demographic compared to, you know, grid life's normal kind of demographic, which is going to be, I think, really cool cross pollination there. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're going to see some of the, you know, faster time attack cars, good looking time attack cars, that kind of thing. And, you know, somewhat, you know, not all kind of, obviously not, not everything's going to be, um, you know, on video or whatever, but everything's not going to be live streamed. Everything's not going to be on TV, but there's a potential for, you know, some televising, some in between commercial action, that kind of thing, especially because you can, you have more live streams now. So I think that's just like insane and super cool and definitely want to go to this one way or another, you know, with the car or without the car. I'd like to see that weekend because I think it's going to be pretty fucking yeah, awesome. I'll definitely be there regardless if any of our cars are there or not. Right. I think it's sweet. It's, so that's um, the, that's the news I wanted to talk about. I was, I can't remember who the hell I was talking to, but somebody has a connection. Oh, oh, I know. Well, good news. My wife, Krista, just finished her master's degree. And um, it's kind of like a... Always bragging. Yeah. Flex. Always bragging. But she, <laughs> she had like a marketing class that she had, um, was one of the last ones to finish. And one of the guys that did a presentation also works for NASCAR and um, does marketing with NASCAR. And so he had his final presentation on, on NASCAR and was saying that their biggest competitor um, is Formula One. And I was thinking, what? these guys don't know their market at all. Like Formula what? One yeah. shouldn't be a competitor. Yeah. How is Formula One? How do they think Formula One is a competitor? Explain that. It must be. I mean, you can't explain that. Terms of viewership, right? I don't know. Man, I'd like to see that presentation. We got to call that. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And the the more interesting thing, call too, dude. was like. Yeah, we're just, this is this is going back to, I think, marketing people, like 98% of them have no idea what's happening at any point. Here he goes. <laughs> Walking old so, man Lewin again. Educated guessing. Here we go. And it's not even yeah. educated guessing. It's like put a jump to conclusion mat in a cave where there's no lights, spin a motherfucker around, and then let's see where they land. And most of the time they don't even land on the mat. That's marketing. All right, go. <laughs> so I but you were talking about how they're modernizing the NASCAR cars. Um like, shouldn't they see what Formula One is doing with their massive growth and try to emulate that in some way. Um, I don't know. Should they? Yeah. What's What's Formula no. One doing? Because I don't. I, obviously, I don't pay attention to Formula One. Drive to survive. Um, oh well, let's just. I mean, yeah, basically, so, like, yeah. I do watch that. That is pretty awesome to me. <laughs> and their big goal with Drive to Survive was to bring women on board, and it's like worked amazingly well. Um, so yeah, drama. Gotta love it. Yeah, I didn't say it. Um, I did. I said it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, most of the people, I mean, most people in general just like watching drama. Like, Oh, totally. I'm, I'm 100% there. I was going to let you keep, you know, downgrading. I, I can't. But it's definitely yeah, keep, 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 <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. it's, as, it, it's as a generality. People like watching all that drama. And I only like watching drama with people that I know. Yeah. And even then, it's a little bit hard. I get annoyed. Dan knows. I get annoyed really quickly. But are you just in yeah. people's bushes looking in their house, your friends and family? <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's just it's waiting not, for the drama. Why the fuck would Kurt say that? I can't believe it. I'm walking out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, most of the time, I just can't handle it because it's manufactured. Anyway, yes, NASCAR yeah, has no idea fair. what they're looking at, apparently. I don't know. You tell me. That's kind of yeah. weird. That's, that's kind of weird. So I don't know where the hell I was going with this, but GLTC at NASCAR equals cool. Mm -hmm. And Chris is doing 
a fucking bang up job. The whole team with Geo, um, Grid Life, very impressive what they're they're pulling off. And maybe NASCAR needs to hire them. But uh, well, that's what he. That's what. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, I think that's kind of part of it, right? I think that maybe that was the pitch. I don't. I don't. Obviously, I don't know any of this, but maybe that was part of the pitch. Is that obviously Chris is bringing in kind of this younger contingent. I don't know what the average age of a NASCAR viewer is. Like somebody wants to look that up, but but maybe that's part of it. Is that um, part of the pitch was that he could make it pretty freaking cool, right? He could bring in a younger crowd. He could bring in some interest that otherwise maybe wouldn't have been there. Similar to Drive to Survive. Similar to kind of what they've done around NASCAR, sorry, Formula One in the United States, which is if you, if you look at what happens at Coda, if you look at what happens for the races, like, you know, Vegas and stuff, they're putting a lot of other things in at the same time, right? They're, it's basically a grid life festival kind of feel to it where you get lots of opportunities to do some cool other stuff, but the main event is the race, right? And so maybe that's, why? I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's how they pitched it and that's how they got. I mean, obviously they're not doing a festival, but maybe they had, this is kind of like the, the, the start of that collaboration. So I've got, I've got NASCAR fan base demographics. It's a little old um, from 2011, but do we want to do a test and see how you guys do on? Oh yeah. yeah let's on, do this. Absolutely. In okay. this episode of how much do we think we know about NASCAR <laughs> in 2011? What do you think the fan base uh, gender distribution is between male and female? 85% male. 92% male. 63% male. I Get very the fuck out of here. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. I'm not going to comment on that. Anyway, next, next mm. thing. Mm. <laughs> um, you're going to have to take a rough stab at this, but what age do you think is the highest distribution of NASCAR fans um, starting at 18 ending at 65 plus. Where do you think the most fans lie in what kind of rough age? Uh, 35 to 40. I know what check that 30 to 35. Okay. I'm going to say 40 to 45. It's 45 to 54. So they are nice. older. Ooh. And that was 10 years ago. So right. you think mm -hmm. that was their number one distribution and their lowest distribution is younger. 18s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. 18 to 25. 18 to 24. Yeah. Boom. Um, Called it. So yeah, they're probably aging out their fan base. All dying, all those smokers too, most likely. Ooh, and chew. Um, Ouch. It, it, Dan is not making generalizations. It says on <laughs> no, the I'm, sheet that most of them are smokers. No, we totally are. It doesn't are. say that. I'm sorry. We're dicks. I'm chewing, smoking. That's, that's how you guys are dying. I mean, let's be serious. It, <laughs> people idolize the smoking. So let's just move on past that. Winston Cup. Um, <laughs> that's so, right. <laughs> income distribution. Do you think the highest percentage falls under 30,000, 30 to 50,000? 50 to 75,000, 75 to 100,000, or 100,000 plus. I'm hoping, I am hoping to Jesus that it's not under 30,000 because that's just depressing. I think it's at 50, that middle range at 50. Yeah, that uh, 30 to 50? Or are you saying 50 to 75? 50 to 75. I'm going to say 30 to 50. Mike is right. 30 to 50, 25, or 25% of fans. Second highest is under 30,000. Oh, oh, man. So, that's yeah, painful. But, but the third highest is then a hundred thousand plus. So right, it jumps. It jumps oh, right over. It just it jumps right over the middle class. Yeah, 
I mean, so, not really anymore. It's been ten years. You get the point. Let's let's we'll adjust it for inflation. Hmm. Um, geographic distribution. Where do you think the most watched? South, the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't let me finish. South. Forty <laughs> percent for the South. <laughs> you have to and finish, what, perc- <laughs> what percentage of NASCAR fans are in a minority group, either Hispanic, oh. African American, or other? Minority group. What percentage of them are minorities? Five percent. Yeah, they say they're minorities. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, t- I'm gonna go with that ten to fifteen. I this can't is- see it. I'm f- lower than that. <laughs> <laughs> lower than fucking. That. I'm, I'm trying, I'm, oh, but you know what? Maybe the fucking you know Arkansas, Mississippi had a lot. Yeah, th- uh, there's people. There's people in Georgia who love that shit. Um, uh, ten to fifteen. I'm still going that. Okay. It's probably twenty-five, but I'm gonna say ten to fifteen. I'll lock it in a ten to fifteen as well. Twenty percent, which is get out of here. Yeah, I can't. Nine percent his Hispanic, eight percent African American. Get the so what, what are we doing? We didn't compensate for the Hispanics. I didn't realize so many Hispanics like NASCAR. Maybe Texas. Wow, I don't know. Yeah, Texas. Maybe yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting. That's an interesting stat on its own, right there. Hmm. So, is there any more questions on this? This no. That's that's all right. Everything I have that concludes our. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that concludes our Jeopardy game show on who demographically watches NASCAR. I guess that's the more the more I think about it, though, the more it, the comparison kind of makes sense, right? NASCAR has their superstars that you can think of by name. So does F1. Any other motorsports you really can't, you know, maybe John Force from drag racing. But other than that. I mean, Andretti, but F1 too. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. But. Uh, I mean, in our age range, though, I think you then start having the people that we know otherwise, right? I think that, you know, the Ken Block, Travis Pastrana. Yeah, we start going into drip thing and yeah, so you're right. Well, That's I, our I, age I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that people like, you know, basically people who are sponsored by Monster. Or Red um, Bull. Or the Red Bull team. Or Red Bull. Yeah. But those people, right? So you got like I said, you got you got you had Block, you had Travis Pastrana, you had um um Tanner Faust. Tanner Faust, thank you. Um you got Tanner Faust. I think those are pretty. I don't know. You know what? I just thinking about that though. Everybody you just named, you don't think of them as a motorsport specific. You think of them just as a motorsports person. Like Travis Pastrana has done everything. Sure. Can block. I think of them ex- as extreme athletes. Right. Exactly. They're not a. Yeah, maybe not, not the Kyle Busch specific. or the Lewis Hamilton yeah, yeah, of the yeah, world. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Tied to a specific. I guess you're right. Because mm-hmm. I, I think of them as doing whatever they want. Right. They're influencers. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see that. So they're not, you know, NASCAR has their names. The F1 has their names, and these guys don't. I think it's hard. You're right. It's hard unless you're more deeply ingrained in motorsport. You probably couldn't name people who are closely tied to series and and what series they represent. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So that's interesting. Okay. Fine. Anyway, NASCAR, younger generation, newer cars. I wonder what these demographics have changed and what they look like, but I think it's a really good collaboration. I think they did a great job, you know, kudos to NASCAR for picking grid life. Obviously I'm very um, biased, um, real good job, obviously from the grid life team for being able to make that even happen. And I'm really excited to be there and see it. And plus now the road courses are far more interesting to me now that the NASCARs obviously are real cars. Like, well, no, not real cars, but prototypes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cars meant to turn right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're prototypes now, and and that's going to be super cool. I think because just the the technology and and the things that they're you know basically allowed to do, 
I think that's going to make the racing very cool. Like regardless if they look like, you know, sedans or current cars or whatever, I think that the, just the engineering behind the chassis and everything is very cool. So I think it's going to make for great racing. I think road America is a great place to race. And, uh, I think that collaboration is going to be super cool. I wonder, you know, hopefully this is the first of many for, for grid life to be able to bring a lot of the, you know, their series GLTC time attack and everything to, to more people. I think that's going to be pretty insane, honestly, if that, if that continues on. So maybe it's that, maybe like Dan said, it's maybe that demographic for, uh, this is the drives to survive kind of thing. And I wonder if NASCAR is going to start pushing that kind of thing because they've always got drama, right? NASCAR is mm-hmm. full of drama. Oh, yeah. they would, it's, it would be so but it's like it, wrestling drama. I know it, it's it, just it does, a little too much. It's it it does feel right. It does feel like someone's coming off the top rope every five minutes. But um, I definitely think they could do something similarly or humanize some of the people involved. Yeah, and do a kind of drive to survive where you kind of get that inside scoop. I think that'd be pretty freaking awesome. I agreed. All right. Well, what did you want to bitch about next? Your third thing. <laughs> Your hot topic. Second thing. Yeah. Second topic. Third thing. Um. So the next one, and we've talked about this before and kind of, and I'm trying to figure out how to exactly like broach the topic. But like I said to you guys before, it's like the topic is value and how people perceive value of specific parts that they need for their car or their cars, or even going as far as saying what's valuable to them in terms of like buying a car like that they've wanted for a long time. Where does that value proposition come from? And I'm talking like, so like at a base level, I'm talking about, you know, buying a part for your car. How are you comparing two different potential options against each other in terms of value? I don't know how other people do it. I know how I do it, but I know it's not how other people do it because we've already very much confirmed that I am the outlier for a lot of these things. Um, But then also I started thinking about it and I'm like, the value of like, obviously in the last couple of years, especially older cars, call it from our generation or slightly earlier have shot up in value and people are spending ridiculous amount of money. God knows how much money on pieces of trash. Um, and I can't wrap my head around it. Right. I, I don't understand wanting an S chassis enough to spend 40 grand on it. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. Um, I don't know. I mean, before I was always thinking like, uh, these are people that have some, liquid income now and you know want get childhood cars but like as it still progresses i kind of just don't understand like are just collectors buying right I, that's what i'm saying i don't get it like it, it, it did, did they start to go up and then like collectors started buying them to resell them later like i, I don't what is it what it like what is it about buying a like and i'm talking right you go on bring a trailer you know i have a theory Right. Yeah. Bring a trailer, uh, cars and bids, whatever you want to do, whatever you want, either any of those websites now that exist, um, because eBay motors is not good enough. Um, which is another thing that I never understood. Somebody can explain that to me. That'd be great. Um, (laughs) it's not exclusive enough. No, I, I seriously, like, what is it about eBay motors? Obviously the product existed. It works. Why? Are these other products deemed better? I don't know. So if somebody would like to explain that to me, that'd be great. Not that I like eBay. Motors, like, like that's not, I, think it's, I just don't understand. I think it's a specificality. Like, you know, if it's going to bring a trailer, it's going to be a collector type thing or unique or abnormal. Where eBay has a lot of, uh, like, dealers and just random sure. shit. You got to kind of, you got to sift through, yeah. the, through the garbage to find so, a needle. So they, needed, so they needed eBay Motors Elite 
or eBay yeah. Motors. You know, something to, to boost the car guy's ego. You know, we're fragile people. Oh my God, must be. Yeah, something to get in the club. Mm-hmm. Seriously, all of these conversations. eBay Club, there it is. That's what could have called. God, we just figured it out. Anyway, eBay Motors, give us a call. We're your new marketing well, team. Quick question. Does anyone know? Does it spring a trailer cost more? I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything typically about this cars. Go with me, like to list a thing on there. Yes, yes, yes. Like, why? Why would you even? Use yeah, bring, eBay Motors. Bring a trailer does cost more. Gotcha. Okay. So, I don't get it. Can somebody somebody tell us? Somebody <laughs> somebody who knows, tell me what I don't understand. That was a breaker. You guys heard that? <laughs> I just popped a fucking circuit breaker in my brain because I I just do not get it at all. And it's not to say that the cars I'm bringing trailer aren't nice. They're nice, right? Like now you've got that, like like Devin said, like you've got that exclusivity and you've got that, oh, the most likely going to be good. But like some of the prices that some of these cars are bringing on bring a trailer and cars and bids and all that stuff. Like to me, we got to just be laundering money. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're just trying to clean some money real quick. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I don't know what else it is. You, like you got to clean. It's just got to be a clearinghouse for, for, for cleaning cash. It's got to be like, I don't get it. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you can tell me I'm wrong, but like, show me I'm wrong because I don't get it. Like, how is it not a clearinghouse? Because some of the prices that some of these cars, I was like, there's no way someone's paying for that. Like, they're not actually going to send the money for that. Right. Like it, 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 they're, it's just not going to happen. Cause it blows my freaking mind. I'm trying to find some like sold auctions here. Oh, to just see. look up like is, a Supra or cause there you're going to yeah, get some in the hunt in six figures for sure. Like, yeah. Okay. So they bring like a distribution map, right? So there's like a distribution map. And if you look at any, any car, right. And you can see where they've sold and like, but so like 2017 to 18, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12 of them in 2016, there was three of them. So 12, and then the distribution becomes larger and larger, but like the line for the, for the reserve or for the, the, um, for the most expensive cars, like going up the most expensive Supra 2019, 128,000. First of all, no. Second of all, what the fuck? Third of all, that's laundering money. Like I, this is just like the art world, right? The art world is all just about laundering money. And if I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong. But again, I think it's just about laundering money because it's just rich people fucking clearing cash. Anyway, how are there this many rich people? Like, because you can't get uh, financing on this stuff, right? You can't do like uh, it was a personal loan though to a lot of these cars. If you want to, yeah, get you could get it at a higher rate. Yeah, but 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 now that the rates have gone up, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, who's getting friggin' forty thousand dollar personal loans? What are you talking about? That's not like like well, sure, fine, but like I mean, so you need collateral, yeah, yeah. Two thousand nineteen, hundred twenty eight thousand. Two thousand twenty two, three years, hundred and thirty two thousand, and I think it's that same car. Is that the same car? Did that same car come back up and double its price in three years? I just want to uh, state there are 56 million million reported millionaires and 40% of them live in the United States. How many? 56 million and 40% of them live in the United States. That's insanity. Mm-hmm. All right. We poor. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's just, it's just insane to be like $232,000 for a 13,000 mile Supra 1994 Supra six speed. Like it's just got like, if it if it isn't laundry money, it is just has to be collectors collecting them to flip them later, 
Right? Like the car probably never starts. Probably never even roll the fucking wheel so the odometer doesn't go up. We need a poll for who would pay for this. Like, I, I can't. I, I, I don't care. I like I like I think Supers are cool. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like my favorite car in the entire hundred thousand dollar cool though. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Period. There's millions of other cars that I'd rather have. I'm trying to think of like the cars that like like is is there a car to me that's so cool that I, I would buy pay... a BMW or I have to pay <laughs> for the heated seats. Right. Before, <laughs> before I bought that Supra. No shit. And that's my point. Like I'm trying to think of any car, any car where I'd be like, yep. I want it for five times its original cost. Oh yeah, that's tough. Like literally anything. I'm like, okay. It here's the question oh, for everybody. Yeah, no. Tell us a car that you would pay five times the original cost to have it. Like I, I like NSXs a lot. Do I like NSXs enough that they were twenty five grand when I bought my S two thousand? Kind of crazy how things have changed. Yeah, made made terrible choices. Here's a hoopty beat one. What is this current? Six days left, $28,000. See? Look at that thing. Look at God. Won't he do it? 100,000 miles. Who is it? Seller, DQ, DQ, NIT. Anyway. I'm not going to say anything. Sounds like a drug dealer name. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Someone's clearing money. (laughs) I just don't get it. Like this car, what? It's going to sell for. It's got got 100,000 miles. It's it's going for at least 40, 45. More than that. I mean, look at the distribution. Fucking look but, at the distribution. But it's it's modded and it's hideous. Yeah, it is. It's got Lambo but, doors. Come on. Oh my god! If you look at the distribution, it's not going for forty. The cheapest. Mm, that's fair. Oh NSX. Yeah, if you look at the cheapest prices in twenty twenty two, the cheapest NSX sold for fifty grand. Yes. Cheapest forty nine. Sorry, forty nine. Yeah, it'll be that forty nine. It's got Lambo doors. Lamb- oh, there's one that sold. Lambo sorry, there's one that doors. sold twelve thirty twenty twenty two. Wait a second, isn't this the one that uh, what's his name bought? I know the dude who bought this one. This has got the really ugly tail lights. Yeah, yeah, I know who bought this one. See, this one, was, see, you know, rich people. Uh, well, it was thirty grand. <laughs> it was thirty one thousand, and and honestly, somebody I would have bought it if I knew it was selling for thirty one thousand. It's got terrible tail lights and and a terrible wing on it and a terrible body kit on it, but. It's still an NSX that you could, you know, make better. I mean, just the heart of the car is the important part for me, at least. Right. So terribly modified. Fair. But holy shit. So I don't understand. We got real off. Off. Oh, yeah. Fucking right. Wherever we were going. Value. Oh, How value. do people determine value in cars or parts? Well, parts that they buy compared to other yeah. brands. Right. Hmm. And so, like, you know when people are looking at suspensions, how are you going to decide? Right. So like a good question is how do you decide between comparable suspensions, like fortune auto, um, feel for real, uh, feel. Yeah. Feel let's go with them too. For now, two is enough. So how would you make, how would, how would another person make a determination between those two companies and Reinhardt being able to decide what to buy in that regard? Or if like, aerodynamic parts right like so if you're doing two different wings how are you making that decision are you making that decision just on cost are you making that decision based on some of the data how do you decide if the data is good all this stuff like i I, like i really don't get it i think you're being too loose with data i think people well i am intentionally they misinterpret i am uh, intentionally this is my point bad data for good data right right because they just see numbers and they're like yep that makes sense like (laughs) like i believe this person intrinsically like no uh, no and so we also live in a copycat league right 
if X person has That's it, what I was going to say. X person yeah. has it, then it must be good. They look what they did with it. Sure. And if that's your, if that's your impetus to buy something, then fine. I don't, I don't know what that feels like. Uh, the only thing I bought off a of copycat is a penis extension and it was the best buy I've ever done. Unfair. But besides that, I've never copied. Who are you copying? Well, <laughs> that's, that's personal. That's a very, I mean, I was about to go question. through some names, but in there, I'm sorry. Keep this PG a for a personal day. question. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a fantastic buy. <laughs> and so I just think that's point, hope it's the same color at least. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. Nope, not the same color. Shading <laughs> shading on skin is very hard to match. Um you know, consistently over time as a generality. So I just went the opposite direction. Um anyway. <laughs> terrible. Oh. Terrible. I started, I opened the door, I did not want to open. Anyway, the um I I just don't understand. So like people following data, looking at data and just making assumptions based on that data. Um, is it right data? Do you believe it? Who do you believe? How do you believe it? And and, and then this is the this is the question because I think it's really important to understanding um, how to build a car. You know how to build a car fast. Obviously, that's our goal. All these things. You know what's the point if you're not going to build it fast? All that stuff. And so making these decisions, I just don't understand because obviously, you know, I see a lot of people making really I don't want to say awful decisions. I'll say weird decisions so that I don't say awful. But you can substitute either if you'd like. Um, and I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what their value proposition was. Like, they, they, I, what? I have a solution. <laughs> I lobotomize myself. Like, I wanted to. No, at the beginning of this program. Well, if you did that, that would help a lot of people. <laughs> it would. But, um, Before this gets too far, we need the Chinese social credit system. Oh, God. That way, <laughs> we need, <laughs> this is not, we, <laughs> we can tell if, if somebody, if like, I'm talking to Devin and I'm like, oh, I need an opinion on coilovers. And I look him up and he's like, oh, shit, Devin's got a social credit score of 10,053. Motherfucker must know what he's talking about. I'm <laughs> going with Fortune Autos. Like, you know, I've, I'm just saying that's the easiest solution here. Oh, my God. That's the easiest solution. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to say it's late and Dan is not. This is not this is not supported by professional awesome as a whole. It's supported by Dan <laughs> at past midnight. We're gonna implement this for uh, all of our, our customers. customers. That's right. <laughs> but um I was talking with intern Isaac and I was saying how the internet has ruined things because everyone it's easy for people to find their mm-hmm. community, right. which is why the internet is amazing. So like, you know, if you're into, you know, Pokemon, you can find Pokemon friends. If you're into Call of Duty, you can find Call of Duty friends. You know, it's just so easy. But the problem is, if you're into donk drifting only (laughs) on Tuesdays um, with all-terrain tires on, like, that community exists. And so, all of a sudden, and it shouldn't. (laughs) And now you (laughs) think your dumbass idea is good. And so... When somebody searches on the internet for, you know, information, trying to figure out, you know, am I making a wise purchase with my money? Um, they're getting, yeah, how do you disseminate? You're, you're, you're hoping to Jesus that uh, Google's algorithm does all that dissemination for you so that you land on the right information. And that's, I mean, that's, we're, we're now in the hands of the Google algorithm. And if that isn't 
functioning perfectly, then we need the social credit system. Well, oh my God. We've only got two options, either algorithm overlords or social credit overlords. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> no, no options of non-overlords. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, most people really, really, I mean, they'll contact somebody that they'll either look in, they'll either ask the person directly, right? Or somebody that they respect and said topic, right? I just did it. Right. I just did it today when I asked the group about uh, drag racing, drag racing calls before I'd started my own search, right? Or mm-hmm. they'll just copy. Yeah, and I lied to Devin for the record. So. <laughs> or they'll just copy uh, somebody else set up that might be similar, Yeah, I mean, copying sure is a lot, but like this comes about too, like where I'm just I'm just always surprised by what people don't know, like like they haven't done an ounce of research before they make big purchases, and and I don't I don't know how that's possible, right? Again, like people have too much money right now. It seems I don't know because anything I'm never going to agree with that. Anything over like five hundred bucks, I'm like I don't know. It's going to take a while, right? And that's the thing. Like I think I'm evaluate. Yeah, I'm not a general American, fine, but I, I'm evaluate a purchase pretty heavily before I even buy um, for most things. Um, and, and I just don't understand other people's value proposition in deciding how to buy something. Because obviously, like I said, we see it constantly where it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and they might be customers or otherwise who are trying to help, you know, now figure out how to fix the problem that they've created themselves by kind of buying the wrong thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, worse, you got to untrain somebody with their thought. Some people's thought processes are just wrong, right? So, or I guess, okay, I, guess. Not wrong. I just, they're just flawed from earlier information and you haven't updated it. Yeah, sure. And they're not asking the right questions and they don't know what questions to ask. And this is a huge hole that I don't. And that's why it came up in my, like, again, it keeps coming up in different ways. Like it's so many, so many, What's the word I'm looking for? Layers of this onion. That's fair. That's a non-asshole way to put it. Did you notice? So I posted the article about how I set up Insight coilovers on my car just to do the best that I could, given the constraints that I'm working with. And somebody bought a set of coilovers after that. So do we respect that person? I kind of do. Because right after I posted that, a bunch of people read it. I did put a lot of effort and thought into it, and mm-hmm. I think it was recognized. And they're like, all right, well, you know, this is my value proposition. I learned, I read something. It seems to make sense. These guys seem to know what they're talking about. I'm pulling the trigger. That's a cool thing, yeah? So Yeah, but I wonder how far they got in the article right. until they realized that you knew what you were talking about, you know? Or would they be able to suss out if you didn't know what you were talking if about? If you didn't know what you're talking about, yeah. So I need to put an AB article out, one where it's just complete and utter bullshit, but it right. seems I'm not plausible. joking. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. Man, that... I mean, I don't want to do that to our customers. We can't do, We're not we doing can't that do it for all. You have to do it under another brand name. Yeah, SB Racing. SB Racing. <laughs> <laughs> another, another, another job for SB Racing. Um, it's kind of like a superhero group for... Uh, yeah, idiots. no, I was thinking about uh, that. <laughs> We can make an SB Racing commercial. Anyway, um, but that's the thing. So like, yes, you put out that article, good article, explaining how to do that stuff, right? Because I think that most people mess that up, right? Specifically, I think the adjusting the lower portion of the coilover is the big thing, right? To set your ride height and making sure that you have the appropriate, you know, compression rebound, all that stuff. Sorry, not compression rebound, droop versus compression travel. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think that's all very important and maybe not outlined as easily as you outlined it, right? So that's what we've always talked about is you have the ability to take some of the more engineering-based topics where I talk too much, yeah. I don't know, aggressively mm. about it um, and then make it a little bit more simple so it's a little easier to digest instead of the things that come out of my mouth without using aggressive engineering words that I use. Anyway, the point being is that your particular article, well-written, though correct, if it wasn't correct, would somebody be able to understand that it wasn't like a normal person's never going to be able to understand that that's maybe the advice given there was not correct, which would then tweak their value proposition and potentially get them to buy coilovers from us, even though it's not correct. So my question is like, is that just the name of the game? There's nothing that can be done about it and we should forget about it entirely. Or, or is that something that should be strived to improve as I don't want to say as a society, but I don't know what else to say. Right? I don't know. Left us scratching our heads. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I'm lost. Anyway, buy some inside coil. Because I've, I've, I've read stuff before and I didn't I realize it was wrong after the fact. But sure, it took a while to read it. You know what I mean? Like It wasn't an interesting sure. thing like, oh, this is wrong. And it's, it was like, oh, I don't know anything. I read other shit. And it was like, oh, okay, that first one wasn't very accurate. Yeah, I just don't like safe sources are just a hard thing. And it's it's getting even I have to say it's getting even harder. Like when we were social credits. Okay, stop it with the social credit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dan's never gonna be president. And if he ever does, yeah, don't, don't vote up. for him. If he ever runs, <laughs> put on social credits. Talk about things that I don't want. Anyway, my social credit is negative sixteen. Um he keeps calling people assholes, so we had to <laughs> demote him each time. Um but that's kind of the question, right? Like it's getting harder and harder. Like back in the day, you know, cited sources, all that stuff. It was, you know, when I was a kid in school, we were mostly looking at books. Like you, there was online resources, but those online resources were very dedicated and, and different. Now that's what it is. It's just everybody has a microphone now instead of it being accredited people. Right. We have microphones, <laughs> which is why you're listening to yeah. professional, awesome, hyper exactly. radio. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone has a right. microphone. So do we. Yeah. <laughs> And here we are talking about it. So it's like, yeah, we all so, both do right too. Oh, dang. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> well, on that note, podcast over. Psst. It's that time again, boys. I need those goddamn reviews. You can say that Devin is forcing you to do them, or you can leave some genuine feedback, and I'll be sure to read them and get them back to the boys. In the meantime, you can join our Facebook group, which is Professional Awesome Technical Forum. You can follow us on Instagram at Professional Awesome Racing, and we have a Facebook regular page with the same name. But until then, we'll talk to you later, and we really appreciate you listening.